If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, it is time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Happy BC Day. Look at us both working on this holiday. Somebody's got to work. Somebody's got to pay the bills. Yeah, right. (laughs) Why not you and I? Yeah. Well, thanks for coming. Although the legislature's closed, so no dining room service. No, no. It's a spooky place, the legislature, when it's empty, isn't it? It is a strange yeah. place. I mean, yeah. it's it's dark, uh, although it is open to tourists today. But I notice we're down in the basement. All the lights are off. Yes. So it's kind of a spooky it little, a little scary. corridor out it here. It is a little scary. Okay. I know I scared you when I came in when I started you making did. vampire noises. Please don't do that again. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about this, uh, this elderly couple in Victoria yes. actually put a want ad in the newspaper to try and get a doctor to renew... Yeah, new husband's prescriptions. They're, they're in their 80s. Here? They took a never seen this before. A, not a classified ad, but an actual advertisement. I think it was on page two of the Victoria Times columnist on the weekend, saying they need a, a physician to renew her husband's prescriptions. That they've their family doctor retired recently. Uh, they can't get into a clinic because the clinics are jammed as of 7 a.m. Uh, they can't get into uh, any facility that. So far, now we're with, uh, my colleague Kylie Stanton is going to be interviewing them at noon today, but I think uh, Simi Sarah talked to them this morning. Yeah, so let's have a listen. So this lady's name is Janet Nadine Mort, mm-hmm. and she's the one who put the ad in the paper saying that she was couldn't get her husband's prescriptions renewed. Her husband is 82 years old. This is how desperate she was. She actually puts an ad in the paper saying, please, we need a doctor here she is speaking on the Simi Sarah show this morning. He's been on the list for months now to see a specialist. And uh, we weren't even able to get the ultrasound. Um, we were able to get the blood test, but not the ultrasound that would uh, probably speed up a trip to the uh, urologist. So uh, it's it's a day at a time. I'm terrified. Um um, that almost seems like a joke. We can't even get to see a doctor. And- wow. Well, they certainly have the attention of the health ministry. I can tell you that this morning, talking to the health officials there. So I think they are going to get this resolved. But it does highlight the fact that uh, there's a there's a crisis out there in healthcare, right across the country in terms of lack of resources, lack of physicians, lack of uh, access, whether in many places emergency room, in other places there's just the clinics are closed. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, a real eye opener. Again, I've never seen an ad like that before. No. And again, this is not a classified ad. This probably cost them a few hundred bucks to put that ad in the paper. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, I'm looking at the the text of the ad too, saying they they couldn't get into a walk in clinic. They don't have a family doctor. Said so they even tried the Telus Health online service. Yeah, well, that's, that's not going to do which, it for them. But, you know, I, I've used the Telus Health System and, and got some prescriptions renewed, but it sounds like this, this lady's husband has got some, you know, complex medical issues. Going it sounds on. like it. And again, we haven't got all the information yet, but uh, we're working on this story today. We'll have that uh, full report on the news article. Yeah. But, I mean, it's indicative. I mean, the, the way the, the, the ministry is apparently trying to kind of spin this is, well, you know, people can get prescriptions renewed in BC. Okay. You don't need to put an ad in the paper. Um, 
Well, we'll find but, out why these people but, haven't been able to. Well, I think it's also, like you said, though, it's it's sort of a symptom of a, of a bigger problem mm-hmm. that we're seeing right now. That's oh, yeah. No, there's there's no question. I mean, every day you go through the paper, the newscasts, uh, there, whether it's a small town like we've seen in B.C., a good half dozen towns have had to close their emergency wards for the weekend or uh, divert patients because of staffing issues. Um, and, again, it's not just B.C. It's happening in Alberta, Ontario. Uh, but that's just small towns. It's also happening in larger uh, urban centers as well. So Victoria is not a rural community. And these people live in the capital region, and they haven't been able to access the healthcare system. Okay, let's take a look at some uh, little federal politics here and some new federal opinion polling on Justin Trudeau mm-hmm. and his approval ratings. Not looking good at all. Um, his negatives... 51% Quite high here. Wow. So the, this is a poll by Abacus Data released on Friday. Uh, the worst showing for the Liberal government and Justin Trudeau himself since 2015. So I'm not sure. I don't think this is a one-off poll. I think this is a reflective of changing attitudes out there. Um, the best before date for Trudeau seems to have already occurred. And I wonder whether this is going to spur more talk of replacing uh, him before the next election. So 51% negative opinion. The The company also asked voters about their opinions of Pierre Polyev, who appears poised to become the next conservative leader. His negatives are 26%, so negatives lower. Trudeau's positives are higher than Polyev's positives, though. But overall, this is well, a bad poll for Trudeau. No question. Now, Poliev basically, again, is not as well-known, nowhere yeah. near as well-known as Trudeau. So the numbers are less firm for him. But this is a terrible poll for Trudeau and the Liberals. I mean, this is the, this is the first time. The worst numbers Abacast um, has found in their polling since 2015. Yeah. And I think you're going to see subsequent polls continue to reflect the Conservatives are likely ahead of the Liberals now in popular vote when it comes to decided voters. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean electoral change come election because if you drill down on this poll even further, uh, the two parties are tied in Ontario, yeah. and the Liberals are well out in front in Quebec. So that's where all the seats are. So this isn't necessarily an ele- election disaster, but it has the makings of one. Well, that's why I think I agree with you that Trudeau is vulnerable here. You've made this point before, and people should not underestimate whoever ends up as the conservative leader. If it's Poliev, as people expect, you know, do not underestimate the potential for this guy no. to be a serious challenger, Trudeau. Certainly not. No, Paul, yeah. have, uh, whoever wins that conservative leadership race is going to be well situated to uh, take on the Liberals in the next general election. Now, you know, the, the conservatives seem to fumble the ball at the goal line over and over and over again, and that may very well happen in, in, in the next election as well. But again, this has got to be a little troubling for the Liberals. Here's an example of the, the, tr- the pressure that Trudeau's under here and the jam that he's in on so many different files right here and right now in, in a difficult economy. But one of them is housing affordability, which is something that Poliev is, is stressing frequently. And Trudeau was asked here recently, what do you say to young people right now who have basically given up the dream of home ownership and some of these unaffordable markets like Vancouver and Toronto. And here was Trudeau's answer on this. And listen how he frames this. I thought this was interesting. It's not going to be easy. It's going to take a number of years. And anyone who's promising that they have a quick fix for it is not being straight with Canadians. It's going to take all of us working together to curb foreign speculation, to make sure the market is fairer, to create more housing units and offer, uh, and to support families being able to save up to do that. Okay, the part that jumped out at me there was don't Don't people who (laughs) think they have a quick fix for this, don't Mm -hmm. believe them. 
Well, you know, he's referencing Poliev there. Yeah, and I think he's referencing pretty well all opposition. I mean, opposition always has easy solutions to complex problems, whether it's Poliev or whether it's you know uh, an opposition party in another province. Uh, and that's but the danger of Trudeau faces is when you're the government, people are looking for a quick fix. They are looking for an easy answer, and it's much easier for the opposition to provide that easy answer as. as Ineffective, unrealistic as it may be, it sounds better to people than saying it's going to take years to fix this. Even though I, I, I think Trudeau's right, it's going to take a long time. This is a very complex situation. It's not going to be solved overnight. But, you know, in, in, uh, in uh, politics, quick fixes are the stuff for opposition parties. They love to yeah. spout those things, and they can be effective. Okay, this is going to get really interesting here in the days ahead. Um, last week on the show, we talked about the Saudi Arabian back new professional mm-hmm. golf league, right? Live. That lit the live tour, which made it stop on the weekend as scheduled at Donald Trump's golf course in New Jersey. And he, Trump took a lot of criticism over this, especially mm-hmm. because of the Saudi connections to the 9 11 terrorists. This tournament took place about an hour drive away from ground zero at the World Trade mm-hmm. Center in New York City. So have a listen to this here now. So Phil Mickelson, who's probably <laughs> the uh, the most famous golfer on this uh, yeah. Saudi-backed golf tour. Taking a lot of heat. He is. He's taking heat. And he was heckled for, by someone in the crowd here. He's lining up to take a shot and listen to what someone in the crowd yells at him. Last hour, Phil Mickelson teed off here at the 16th hole just behind me. Here's what happened. Do it for the Saudi royal family. One more time and we'll escort you out. Okay, I'm so I'm time. sorry. I'm so sorry. I am sorry. I'm very sorry. I don't think he Who's was sorry. sincerity there. Yeah, I don't think so. I read an account in Golf Digest of this tournament, and they said it was a bizarre gathering. Very small crowds, uh, very cheap tickets. Uh, oh, yeah? But in an intimate encounter with golfers, if that's what you wanted. But the, the, the emphasis in this wasn't so much on golf as there was – entertainment around this thing that was people uh, some guy shooting uh, t-shirts into the crowd yeah. um, autographs were a premium the golf itself seemed to be a secondary event and so it's a bizarre uh, situation but the pga clearly feeling a little threatened by this because they're barring these golfers from returning to the pga it's we haven't had a real dust up like this in terms of pro league since remember the old uh, WHA and the NHL yeah right right yeah. or the AFL and NFL sure eventually those resulted in mergers of the two leagues yeah. i'm not sure that's going to happen with this there's no way the PGA is going to get into bed with Saudi Arabia but it's an open question whether this particular golf tour can continue past a couple of years because no tv contract there's no crowds no. it's simply a huge fund of money to pay these already rich golfers even more money at evernorth health services we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best it's possible pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line it's possible complex specialty care that cares about your roi it's possible we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions that's wonder made possible learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder all right keith baldry is my guest baldry's beat let's go right to your phone calls here gordon calling from summerland hi gordon hi how come you have a y and my last name has an i it's just one of those things i guess you know anyway (laughs) good day um Forget about Trudeau and his buddies, the NDP. I'm a free enterpriser, but 
the conservatives just make us free enterprises a little ill with what's been going on. So I guess what are you going to do? Hold your nose and vote for that poly guy? So what would you do? Are you going to vote for him? Well, like my old parents used to say, you can't bitch if you don't vote. So I can't vote for, I just said, <laughs> Trudeau or NDP. I'm a free enterpriser. So I'll have to hold my nose and vote conservative. Yeah, thank you for that. Keith, your thoughts? Well, you know, the old saying was for years in this province, nobody ever admitted to voting social credit. Yeah, uh, yeah, Or they yeah. would joke about, well, I'm going to hold my nose once every three years or four years and vote social then credit. Then they used to call them the, uh, the, the, the 30-second Socrates? Yeah, yeah. Because they'd go into the voting booth and that's the 30 seconds are in the voting booth. Yeah. That's the only time that's they That's the only time admit. you support the, the party yeah. or the government. But yeah. I do think, again, this I would be interesting whether we see subsequent polls reflect what advocates found as, again, Trudeau hit the bottom here and can he recover and 51 percent disapprove that's a tough number to, to yeah. drive down i don't yeah. see how the approval goes up when with the affordability issue being yeah. what it is it. there's not a lot of things working positively for any government right now yeah. so i'm not sure how a politician re, um, raises their approval rate in, in that context go to phil calling from marpole hi phil yeah hi mike and keith hi. always enjoy speaking to two future media hall of famers as you oh. both know uh the last federal and provincial elections featured mail-in ballots my mother is currently suffering from arrhythmia and my question is will all of the bc civic elections uh, including the vancouver city election have mail-in ballots in light of the COVID crisis and medical issues as a whole uh good Thanks question i don't think so. I think it might vary from municipality to municipality. The provincial, BC elections um, governs the provincial election. It does play a role in municipal elections as well, but uh, I'm not sure you're going to see as many mail-in ballots at that level of elections as you see in other more resourceful, um, more heavy resources in a federal and provincial election that occur in municipal elections. Yeah, I'm just just doing a quick search on that online, and I don't see it. I don't have an answer for you, but um, you know, uh, mailing mail-in ballots had become more common during a oh, much pandemic. more common in the pandemic. But the pandemic is sort of easing, yeah. and I don't think you're going to see necessarily as many mail-in ballots as we've seen in the past. I mean, yeah. Remember uh, the 2020 election in BC? A uh, huge amount of mail-in ballots. And polling places were near deserted because people just didn't show up in person. But people are now showing up in crowds and congregating again. And so, you know, it's a different situation now. John and Ladner. Hi, John. Go ahead. Hi, Mike and Keith. Um, uh, Trudeau's past his expiry date. I, there's no doubt about that. The Liberals really need to be looking at that. And uh, on the other hand, I wouldn't vote for PP uh, if I was paid to. So um, mm. it's... Uh, kind of up to the liberals to do something to uh, fix their position while they still got a couple of years till so whether you think you think they need a new leader absolutely mark carney comes to mind mm-hmm. okay well, well mark mark carney and krisha freeland are sure. the two names that are uh, come out the most yeah now carney's not a politician not sure what his retail appeal is freeland is she has her detractors as well but she's obviously the star of the trudeau government and has been uh, since she was in cabinet. So those are the two names. And I think you're going to hear increasingly more and more about the leadership 
issue with with the federal liberals. Of course, under our system, if if a lead a party leader doesn't want to go, it's difficult to Very get rid hard. of them unless there's like a, a massive uprising against that leader, like, like Boris Johnson. And we're not seeing well, that I uprising. Mean, we, we saw Jason Kenney next door yep. in Alberta, right? And we're not seeing that with the federal liberals. There's right. no one's broken ranks. No one's calling for resignations. So we're. But I think as we see, if there's more evidence piling up that perhaps the negatives are now so insurmountable. There will be those calls. We're not seeing them yet. Keith, thanks for coming in All today. Right. I appreciate Have it. A that great is great BC day. Same to you. Keith Baldry there. That is Baldry's beat. Thanks a lot for your calls.